solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Thursday edition of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talking news podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Today's episode is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Matt and Brian give you the national perspective around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, especially on the Odyssey app. Talking about the OTAs, and I can't do that with none other than Cody Davis. What's going on? Nothing much, man. Happy to be back on this second installment of Locked On Texans for the week. And on today's show, John and I are going to discuss James Camping's comments about how he's going to revamp and reshape the Texans offensive line with Marcus Cannon. And then later on in the show, we're going to take a look at and discuss whether or not it was a good idea for the Houston Texans to cancel their mandatory minicamp that was set to take place next week. And of course, the latest news surrounding Deshaun Watson but John listeners first we're going to get this show kicked off with the latest observation doing Texans OTAs and on yesterday I had an opportunity to go back to Texans OTA practice and I have to tell you Davis Mills must be making a good impression on the Houston Texans because I don't know if you guys remember but last week when I had an opportunity to go out there Davis Mills was getting a lot of reps with the third unit. However, on yesterday, I noticed that the majority of Mills's reps came with the second unit. Now, I understand that this is still voluntary OTAs and it's still a little bit too early to read into these things. But John, listeners, it is a little bit telling knowing that Davis Mills is starting to get reps with the second unit now with that being said on yesterday i also had an opportunity to see davis mills actually develop chemistry and work out with the rest of his rookie counterparts i.e brevin jordan and nico collins and i must admit it is extremely hard watching davis mills and not getting too excited because john like we have mentioned here a lot when we did our research on what type of quarterback davis mills is first and foremost as i mentioned on last week this is a guy who throws the football with a perfect spiral and on yesterday i had an opportunity to see him take part in a couple deep ball drills and the arm strength is there and not only that when i watched him and observed him go through drills with his receiving core he places the ball perfectly in the hands of his receivers but once again i don't want to get too excited i don't want to say too much stuff about davis mills being a damn near perfect quarterback in at these otas however i also do want to mention that yesterday was the first time that i did had an opportunity to watch brevin jordan he is a very athletic tight end he is a little bit on the smaller side of the scales when compared to guys like jordan akins and pharaoh brown however 
I also want to mention that when it comes to Brevin Jordan, I do not think the Texans are going to use him as a blocking tight end too much because when the Texans started their special team reps, Jordan did not see the field too much as a blocking tight end. However, when it was doing their pass catching drills, Jordan was right in the midst of things. Yeah, I, I want to say, man, it's it's amazing to have you at those OTAs to visually see what's going on with these young players uh, and the coaching staff, right? What are they doing to get this team ready and prepared for this upcoming season, which is why that cancellation for the OTAs for the rest of June, just, you know, that is a head scratcher. But to speak solely on where we are right now, you know, I hear your praise about Davis Mills and, and some of the things you've just said that you just said I've said before about his throwing ability. You know, I've said that I believe he can make every throw. Uh, I've said before that I think that he has good mechanics. And it's also encouraging to see him, uh, Brevin Jordan, Nico Collins, these young guys that, you know, even – even the type of year that we are projecting Houston Houston to have after the year they just had, like a rough year. And a lot of people are speculating they're going to have a rougher year, right? Even with this year that we believe they will have, these, these rookies still have to come and prove that, you know, they are worth any playing time that they, were, they will receive. And so it's good for them to get started on, on, on that early. Uh, when, I, when I look at what's going on with this roster, I just really believe, which is why it's very important that we're going to talk about James Camping. I believe this roster will be built around minimizing what the quarterback's mistakes can be because of the, how can I put it, because of the limitations of what we will see from the quarterback. I don't think we're going to get a full open playbook. I don't think we're going to see a lot of games where the quarterback has to throw for 35, 40 times. I don't think we're going to see that. I think this offense will be creative in order to allow their quarterback, which, you know, we believe will be Tyrod Taylor to start the year and possibly at some point uh, Davis Mills, depending on the situation at quarterback throughout the, throughout the season, we will see him. I think they will, they will create an offense that will make it easier for their quarterback to succeed and allow them to uh, not have too too difficult of a job to to win on. When I hear the praise from Davis Mills and I see it on, on Twitter or I see it on YouTube or wherever I'm or I'm, or I'm seeing it myself live, like whenever I see the praise, I like it because at least we know he checks the box on what we need a quarterback to do, and that's make the throws. And then afterwards, you know, because Tyrod Taylor can make some throws. We know he'll start, but even still afterwards, we know – Davis Mills can take the throw, make the throws, but when he's placed in an offense that doesn't need him to go out and make throws two or three out of the four downs, you know, to keep the chains moving, that's something that I look forward to because we don't want a third-round quarterback who was called a project quarterback to have to go out and, and win games with his arm in his first year with a limited offense. But it is very encouraging to hear and see the things that we are seeing out of Davis Mills, even though it is OTAs. Uh, I do like that he's getting connections early on because what's going to happen is 
when all this fails, you got to know that you're comfortable throwing a ball to somebody that you you practice over and over and over again uh, a seam route, uh, a fade, uh, you know, a, 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 a drag, whatever it is, an out route. You know, he, you got you, you're gonna have to be com- comfortable that that guy that you're throwing a ball to can make that pass, make that catch rather. And uh, we're seeing him getting chemistry early on. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost three hundred fifty three. 99 at advance a big chain store but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and it does not require a membership or account login go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Get all the latest news, the odds, and the info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams are ready to make a deep playoff run in the NBA, and everything is getting hotter and hotter with the MLB. You don't want to miss out on this chance. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Again, that's promo code locked on. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. Thank you guys for sticking around. Make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Texans podcast on all your major podcasting platforms. Check it out on Odyssey, the Odyssey app. Uh, right now, I am, um, you know, Cody, I'm curious. As to this offensive line unit we're going to have, right? We know that Laramie Tunsil is sold up, which is kind of funny. I wanted to mention really quick that Houston has always had a face of the franchise. Andre Johnson, J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, Andre, I'm sorry, uh, Deshaun Watson. This is the first year they will not have a face of the franchise since their inaugural season, which is funny because they have one of the highest paid players at their position on the team with Laramie Tunsil. We never see that, right? We never see the highest paid 
player at a position not be considered a uh, franchise face. But I'm saying that because James Campen talked about, you know, the right side of the line, Titus Howard and Marcus Cannon for their right tackle spot. Uh, This is what he had to say. The competition is more widespread than just two players. We have eight tackles on our roster right now. Marcus has been playing right tackle for a long time in this league. I don't anticipate him moving very much. I don't anticipate him moving very much. He also spoke about Titus Howard, called him a bright young man, very impressive with knowledge of the game and very impressed with his recal, studious and a smart kid. Called him a smart kid. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at, you know, where we are with this offensive unit, offensive line unit. Broad in Marcus Cannon and the immediate conversation was, well, what are you going to do with Titus Howard? We even saw takes like Larry Tunsil getting traded and moving Titus Howard to left tackle, which is what I believe Houston originally wanted to do when they drafted him until they had the chance to go in and get Larry Tunsil for the house. Uh, but when I look at Larry, I'm sorry, when I look at Titus Howard and Marcus Cannon, I had the conversation with Brandon K. Scott on, on his B-Block podcast. Uh, you can find that on Twitter at B-Block Podcast. But the conversation was, how do you judge, first and foremost, Titus Howard? Like, if he moves inside, which we've seen him at the guard position in the league before, if he moves inside, what, is, what does that say about the Texans draft? Because he was the last first-round draft pick Houston had. And, and, I, and I put it like this, man. His success in the league, what we judge him off of is completely based on what does Andre Dillard do for the Eagles or his time in the league. Remember, the Eagles jumped up to go draft Andre Dillard, which led Houston to drafting Titus Howard. But are we really upset that Titus Howard will be playing right guard? Because Marcus Cannon did earn a Pro Bowl spot at the right tackle position. That was a, a side of the line last year that struggled heavily with Zach Fulton, right? There was times throughout the season where we called for him to not play at all completely. You know, it didn't make sense anymore to see you out of that field. So now I'm looking at James Camper coming in, a proven great offensive line coach, has a bunch of talent he feels can play this position, play collectively upon this unit. And if you're going to get the best outcome, you do that. Like if you feel Marcus Cannon will help this offensive line unit at tackle that can pick up some of those strong side blocks when you need them to. And Titus Howard just makes more sense completely for the offensive line at the interior spot for that right guard. You make the move. Right now, it's not about legacy or reputation. It's really just about putting together a great offensive line. And I'll tell you this, how many times on this show have I said that I anticipate the Houston Texans being a run-dominant team? Plenty of times. Why is that? Well, I look at Tyrod Taylor being the quarterback for this team, and I look at his best years, really the three years that we can go off of in this league for Tyrod Taylor, that we can say this is what he can do, this is what he can't do, right? Those Buffalo Bills team from 2015 through 2017, all three years for the Buffalo Bills, they were a run dominant team. They they were a very, very balanced offense but they ran the ball more times than they threw the ball. I think this is the same thing we're going to get out of this team this year. So it's going to be good to put your quarterback in a comfortable situation where he's thrived before. In two years, between 2015 and 2016, Tyrod Taylor had 37 touchdowns 
and 12 interceptions. 37 through the air and 12 interceptions. That's a three-to-one ratio. He was comfortable because we didn't ask him if I'm the Buffalo Bills. They did not ask him to go out there and win games with his arm, more so than we want you to go out there and make the right decision when we need you to. Let everything else coast and come to you. Also, you look at LaShawn McCoy during those times. Very great back. Uh, All pro at that time. His QBR at that time was a 99, 89, and 89. Tyrod Taylor was not asked to do much, and that was because they were able to run the ball. So when I'm looking at Marcus Cannon and when I'm looking at Titus Howard, do I care that Titus Howard isn't playing tackle in this league anymore? I personally don't. That will affect his money down the line, maybe. You know, but who's to say he won't come out here and have a, a, a Pro Bowl type of year because he's in a position where he's not asked to do as much in his talents and him just progressively getting better under better coaching, under just, you know, getting better overall in his, in his third year. He may go out there and he may ball. But what we do know is Marcus Cannon is a Pro Bowl right tackle, even coming off that injury, you know, help New England win a Super Bowl. And help New England establish a run with Sonny Michelle during the, those, the couple of years that they played together. It's not nothing to worry about. Uh, I think when we look at Max Sharpen on the other side of the ball and left guard, we will see a better version of him. But what does that necessarily mean for the other guys on this team? We look at Justin Britt, who will be playing center. James Campen also said that he was one of the best centers in football until he got hurt. I know he's excited to get back on the field. He's got the leadership traits that are very positive for this group. So he's speaking highly about everybody. He also went on to say that right now there's competition throughout the entire unit. Nothing is final until we see that last preseason game with the starters out. And then that's where we'll know. That's when we'll know. And you know what? Okay, this is what this offensive line unit will, will look like for this upcoming season. Now we can actually judge accordingly. We can't really judge anything until preseason starts. But I do like the idea of Titus Howard moving inside because it may just work out for him and what he's able to do in this league. He may be a dominant guard at their right tackle or their right guard position. Titus Howard versus Marcus Cannon. This might be one of the few good problems that the Texans have on their roster in 2021 because this offensive line has the potential to be one of the most polished O-lines in the league for next season. And to be honest with you, Titus Howard might be a little bit more of an established offensive lineman as someone who can take the reins as a right guard. Because within the first two years, anyone can make an argument that the best version of Titus Howard that we saw came during his rookie season. And that was during the time that he was actually playing right guard. And according to Pro Football Focus, he ended his rookie season with a pass blocking grade of 70.4. Last year, after he made the transition to right tackle, he ended his second season with a pass blocking grade of 65.4, which means there was a little bit of a decline in Titus Howard's play after he made that transition from right guard to right tackle. And in order for this Texans offense to be somewhat decent, a lot of it is going to depend on the production coming from the offensive line. Absolutely, which is why, you know, to your point, I think that's why Houston brought back David Johnson. It was a very, you know, it wasn't fair to criticize him as much as we did last year because, you know, at one point last season throughout the year, we, we, we were having a show and I can't remember the stats, but the Houston Texans were one of the worst, if not the worst team at creating a push 
for the linebacker. Like the running backs was getting hit one to like 1.6 yards per carry. Like at the time, like it was it was bad. They they had no space to really do anything, which is why we talked about the linebackers coming in a lot this season, this offseason. But Justin Britt, uh, we, we brought in Marcus Cannon. And, and don't forget, Lane Taylor was brought in as well. We, we haven't even discussed him play for the Packers. So he's also another guy that has a relationship with James Campbell, played for the Packers. He coached James Campbell, coached at the Packers. So they brought in some offensive linemen because simply they got to get it right. They got to make, they got to make this run game more efficient. There's no way you should run the ball 25 to 30 times a game and you're only getting 76, 66 yards. And majority of that at time is coming from the quarterback. That can't happen for this type of offense because this type of offense cannot overcome those type of deficiencies. One thing that's definitely worth sustaining is nine delicious flavors that are 100% chocolate, but you won't get all the dissatisfaction of eating too much sweets. And I'm talking about Bill Barr. The nine flavors I'm talking about, headlined by the peanut butter brownie or salted caramel. And if you haven't tried any of the flavors, well, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Why did I bring up the dissatisfaction of eating a sweet bar that's covered in 100% chocolate? Because Bill Bar is covered in 100% chocolate, but they only have 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, only four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. Hey, on the Locked On Today podcast, what is the plan for the Steelers at quarterback after Big Ben? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Hey, Cody, really quick, I just want to ask you this question. Have we ever seen or when was the last time we've seen a big carry his co-star like Joel Embiid is carrying Ben Simmons right now for the Philadelphia 76ers. The last yeah. time that I can honestly say I saw something like that was right here in the city of Houston. Hakeem Olajuwon in the Houston Rockets carrying Who? him to not one, but two NBA championships. Who was his co-star? The first championship, he really didn't have he didn't a have co-star. It, so it would be Clyde Drexler for the second one. Clyde, maybe, but he wasn't the Clyde Dressler that he was in Portland. And I, I was having this conversation simply because even Clyde Drexler gave more than what we're seeing out of Ben Simmons. Now, mind you, Ben Simmons is putting on a masterpiece on the defensive side of the ball. But I think last game he had four points. Tobias Harris is actually the real co-star of this team. But let's talk about the Houston Texans. Get back to it before we get out of here. Uh, they're canceling practice for the rest of June. Deshaun Watson reportedly wants to go to Denver, and that's by his old teammate, Kareem Jackson. Let's go ahead and start with those OTAs. What does that actually mean, if anything, for this team moving forward? It doesn't really mean anything because the expectation for this organization is so low. But what I would say is this. I am a little bit disappointed because it kind of – 
put me in a spot where I'm starting to lose the little bit of the hope that I did have for the Houston Texans in 2021. Yes, I understand David Cully and the Texans felt that a number of their goals were accomplished during this four-week OTA period. However, you're still looking at an organization that made over 90 roster moves with 50 new players and not only that this is still a team who went four and 12 last season and there is a good chance that they can end this season with a worse record i don't like it if anything the texans should be doing everything possible to make sure that they have as much practice as possible however the number one winner in all of this is Deshaun Watson let's be real because if he would have skipped mandatory mini camp next week he would have been fined a little over $95,000 however no mini camp means he is not going to be fine and with this legal situation still out here I'm pretty sure he could use all of that money you know as far as the Texans canceling practice OTAs for the entire month, for, well, for the rest of June. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn on it a little bit because I feel like, you, you know, you can get all the reps that you can really get. Uh, and I saw a big Sarge tweet this earlier, so this isn't coming directly from me, but I, I, you know, I like to flirt with the idea. Are they trying to just limit the amount of injuries that could possibly happen uh, while they get ready for the month of July, where things really kick off at the grind? That could be a thought. I'm, I'm not sure that it is, but I thought that was, a, you know, a good idea to kind of float around with. So I don't really know what they're doing, man. I, and honestly, does it really matter what they do? Like, we, we already said that we were projecting this team to be pretty bad. Will a couple of OTA practices help this team go from, uh, you know, what what from from Dookie to, to less Dookie? I don't know what the, if I'm keeping it PC right now, you know. But, uh. As far as Deshaun wanting to go to Denver, who knows, man? Like, all of this is just he say, she say. There's a possibility that he won't get disposed until 2022. So, you know, it's Kareem Jackson starting an early campaign like, like A.J. Brown did for Julio in a sense. Like, are you trying to lure him over? to Denver because, you know, Drew Locke just ain't that guy or Teddy Bridgewater just ain't that guy. It's it's interesting, but overall, man, we don't really know where he's going to go, what he wants. And a lot of these guys just really maybe want him on their team, man. He's that damn good at football. If you have a player that's in a situation like Deshaun is, guys, especially if you play with him and your friends, your boys across the league gonna advocate for you publicly. Like that's what we're seeing in Green Bay with the issue with the issue between uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and the Packers. Devontae Adams has came out. David Bukieriev came out. Like his boys are gonna come out and say, "Man, we want him back." You know, bump Jordan Love right now, and we think he's good, but we want a Rod back. It just so happens that Deshaun Watson's boys are scattered throughout the league. And some of them are in bad quarterback situations, i.e. Denver Broncos. I'm not sure that Teddy Bridgewater is so much better than Drew Locke. Not sure. Not, not, not necessarily sure. But by the way, this would be Drew Locke's third year, and I believe in giving young quarterbacks three years in the league to develop some kind of way. 
There were moments last year against the Texans was one of them where he looked good. There was moments last year where he looked bad. We look at Josh Allen a couple of years ago, man. I thought he'd be out the league by now. But then he had an MVP caliber year last year for Buffalo. But Deshaun boys are going to advocate for him. That's all it is, man. We don't really know what he was going through his head. And over, overall, man, his, his, his number one priority is clearing his name or making sure he can play football ever again, period. Like It doesn't matter if it's in Denver, Houston, San Fran, New York. It doesn't matter. You need to make sure that you're good to live your life. So that's my thought on that. Let's not buy too much into that hype. It could be, it could be real or it can just be his boy, you know, trying to help him get to a better situation other than Houston. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at locked on Texans. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy, you know, happy to be back with you guys for today. Really think about that. Joel and B take, like we may actually be seeing a big carry his co-star at the amount Joel Embiid is doing, this may be the first time in, in NBA history. In NBA history. So let's think about that. But again, I'm John from Sports Guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Like us on Facebook at Locked On Texans. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And follow me for more up-to-date news regarding your Houston Texans during this OTA period. Please make sure to check out my work on USA Today Texans Wire. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.